Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back to It's Not an Allegory with uh, myself, Pam, and my beautiful, brilliant co-host, Erin. You just love doing that, don't you? I do. She I knows do. it makes me blush, so she does it every single time. It's really easy. I recommend doing it. Anyway, welcome back to episode nine of wow. our podcast. Thank you for listening thus far and not getting completely annoyed with our shenanigans, because there's been a lot of them. Also, I just realized you're still wearing black nail polish, and it brings a bit of joy okay, to my Okay, can we life. give some context why I'm wearing black nail polish? Not everyone was at Battle of the Bands last night. She was in a metal band, and the metal band as a whole gave me permission to paint all their nails and do their eyeliner, and it was phenomenal. It was really epic. I was freaking out on the sidelines. Yes, you were. And, yeah. Erin hates nail polish. I can With a passion. See, I can see the disdain every time she looks at her hands, and it brings me a slight amount of joy, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt so strange, because right after Battle of the Bands, I had a canteen shift where I was mm-hmm. pulling shots and steaming milk, like, very barista-esque, mm-hmm. and that has its own aesthetic to it, but I was wearing a metal shirt, and I had, my hair was, like, back combed and teased up, and, like, my eyeliner was done. I don't know. Everything about it was just like, I don't feel like... You stole my entire aesthetic. Like I, the I coffee really shop with the metal. That's my I aesthetic. I mean, it was a, like a lot of a lot of people complimented. They're like, this is a good look for you, Erin. I'm like, no, I don't, this is not me. Don't steal my vibe. No. I won't. I don't okay, want to, but you. a lot of people told me I should. Well, you can blame them. I will fight Bring, them. Do it's it. my vibe. I would love to see that. So, before we begin, in our very wild chaotic way chaotic way and into a very chaotic episode we're drinking coffee what am i drinking pam we are drinking coffee from our sponsor meadowlark coffee roasters um and it's a fair trade rwanda bean i couldn't pronounce the rest of the words on the list so it's from rwanda um and it's a try your best pam no, I didn't words. even I didn't even write them down because it stressed me out so much. <laughs> so Well, I have the message. Oh no. <laughs> Don't I'm, make me say words. I'm gonna make you say it. Don't make me say words. I'm bad with words unless I'm writing them. Rwanda Jakundi Kawa Mblimba I can't say that word. It doesn't follow the rules of English. Well, it's not English. Have, it's not English. So but you tried your best, and that's I all I wanted. It was really bad. Um. Anyway, it's a medium to light roast, and it's got floral, lime zest, caramel, and milk chocolate tones. Mm. It's kind of all over the map. I'm. This kind of. All right. Mm. I've already been drinking it a bit, so Fair you enough. haven't tried it yet, had you? No, I hadn't. It is like a more acidic cup. It is. I can taste the lime tones. Yeah. Like I, I like see right that. away. Yeah. The milk chocolate comes a little later. Uh-huh. It's really good, actually. It's quite smooth mm-hmm. as, as a whole. That's probably because I brewed it with my Chemex. You did. Hey, I make a smooth cup with my pour over. But is it by Chemex? It doesn't need a brand to be smooth. Ah, uh, but it needs a filter to be smooth. It needs a good filter to be smooth. I'm totally being a snob right now. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> so, 
if you wanted coffee. I'm mad. She, she dissed the pour over. My pour over is beautiful. I love your pour over. And my big pour over, I found at a thrift store and it's definitely from like the 70s and it's my favorite thing ever. Or 80s. It's very on like brand for you. Yeah, it's perfect. Anyways, <laughs> um, if you're wanting to get into coffee or if the brand of coffee is one you've had for a while, the one that you usually go to, Try Meadowlark Coffee Roasters. This Rwanda was really good if you like a more acidic cup. I do lean towards, like, it just totally taste preference towards a more bitter cup. So this wouldn't be my first choice in that yeah. sense. But if you like an acidic cup, this is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I do recognize this very Acidic lovely. is, like, a kind of negative connotation to it. It's just, like... It's just more fruity. It's more, like, a, yeah, it's got, yeah, like, it has the fruity, fruity tones, tones in it. I like the almond tones just mm-hmm. by, by way of preference. But this is really, really good. It does still have that milk chocolate in the back. Of mm-hmm. your mouth kind of thing. Yeah. And that's really, really great. I'm, um, I'm loving this. I typically don't go for these ones because I have problems with my tummy. And acidic ones kind of make me a little bit sick. But I'm actually enjoying this one so far. Although my tummy does feel a little bit weird. But that could be because I took my meds without eating food first. That could be. That's could be it. probably it. Good job, Pam. Thank you. I'm really trying my hardest to do this adult thing. I, at least I took my meds. How's it working? It's... Yeah. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I didn't finish my thought. The, but metal like coffee roasters, you can get half a pound, you can get a pound. Half a pound is usually around eight-ish dollars. Depends on what kind of roast you're mm-hmm. getting, but it's around that area. And a pound is around 16-ish, depending on what roast you're getting. And highly recommend Travis mm-hmm. Brews, or Travis Roast. Really, really good coffee. He does roast really good and coffee. And he's sporting local, because mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to do that? I think my favorite one was, like, we've had a few now. My favorite, I think, is still the one I buy um, pretty frequently, which is the Brazil one. I think oh, that's yeah. that's my favorite so far. And I really liked that one, that second one we got. I can't remember what it's called. Um... It's in our messages. We'll look, yeah. We can look for it up later. But it, it was yeah. so good. That one I think I might even switch because I usually buy the Kingbird. Yeah. And the Kingbird is really good. I think it was the Coretto Monero. The Coretto Monero. I think that, that was, was that so tasty. I think it was I that was one. like, this is good. so good. Oh. But yeah, I'm really enjoying these different coffees every week. That's That's been it's a blessing, a honestly. I get honestly, to experiment yeah. all and the time. And also, like, we never get mail. Yeah. So, like, when you show up to your mailbox and there's coffee in there that you didn't have to pay for bless i'm like this is the greatest day <laughs> true i love sampling all these coffees. and then i tell the nearest person who will listen it's like this is coffee from our sponsor because mm-hmm. like we're a legit podcast yeah we are yeah we are <laughs> it's our prof who's listening to make sure that we're not saying any heresy yeah right <laughs> honestly though <laughs> okay let's so, see if we'll say any heresies today we'll see we might come close we'll see i think i believe in us all right so before we introduce what we're actually talking about, Pam, if you were a breakfast pastry, what kind of pastry would you be and why? Okay. I actually love be- breakfast pastries. It's from Cobb's Bread. I don't know. Is that a chain like that? Yes, is- it is. Okay, yeah. Cobb's Bread. Cobb's is great. I love them so much. And every once in a while, we'll go to Cobb's Bread and just, like, buy a bunch of different pastries. And yeah. that's our breakfast. It's that's just, beautiful. like, trying out different Very pastries. European. It's so good. Um, but my favorite is the raspberry-filled one with chocolate. It's like a scone with raspberry and chocolate, dark chocolate drizzle. 
and that would be me because it's got the sour tones it's got the bitter tone from the chocolate, chocolate. Mm-hmm. and it's just overall still wonderful it's very like even if it's sour and bitter and that's me it's scone so very like flaky yeah <laughs> yeah see that may be your favorite but i wouldn't call you i wouldn't say that's you if you were that pastry you're not flaky no i'm not flaky you'd be something that has more more density to it mm. i would say like oh, i'm dense not dense. <laughs> That's the wrong word. Wow, that came out so wrong. I'm sorry, Pam. That wasn't what I meant to say. Oh, dang it. I'm very tired. It's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm meaning, like, like the flakiness doesn't suit you. You're no. not a flaky person. So I'm it's got to be something, like, with more substance, substance to it. So, like, I don't know, like, like a... A bagel? Like a bagel. But you're sweeter than that. I I really love... You're secretly sweet, so I do like that the... Something the with strudel. Something with strudel? Ooh, maybe. maybe. Or streusel. Um, like streusel. a... Yeah. I'm really thinking, like, my, my coffee cake. Yeah, I, I actually breakfast. was about to say, your coffee cake... But imagine if I put in the middle layer, if I put a bunch of fruit and the, and the raspberries and chocolate, because those suit mm. you really well. Because then, on the outside, it'd be kind of like... Just be kind of unassuming, and you wouldn't really expect... What's on the inside, but on the inside is lots of bitterness, but also lots of sweetness. And no one expects it. Nobody expects it because I have this roughest exterior. Uh, eh. Uh, eh. Exterior is pretty. You look like you want to kill people, but you just can't. I know you're wearing a metal shirt, Pam. It just adds to the. You look like you want to kill people, but you never would. No. No. I mean, maybe it's because I can read you a little too well. Yeah. She hates it. Yeah, it really bothers me, actually. I, I love it so much. <laughs> I can read a lot of your expressions, and it's really funny. Erin, if you were a beverage, what would it be? I know my default would probably just be coffee. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm bitter enough for You're coffee. You're not bitter enough for coffee. No. I don't think you have a bitter bone in your body. You People that would typically make you bitter... I end up being more bitter about than you, and you end up defending them. <laughs> I can't even argue with that. It's happened at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. Um, so, if I was a drink, um, uh, I honestly just say, like, a flat white, and maybe mm-hmm. you just throw a vanilla shot in there. Ooh, a flat white, white with vanilla shot. I can... I can confirm that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, a tea. Like, a nice tea. What kind of tea? Um, I was thinking my favorite tea, because you're my favorite. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's from David's Tea. It's called Buddha Blend. Um, so that's kind of... Are you saying I'm a new ager? No, I'm a new, I'm a new ager. <laughs> I'm not actually a new ager. <laughs> I'm just joking about it. Um, but it's a, it's a white tea, and it's very... Um, it's kind of got some fruity tones to it, um, but it's also very energizing, but not in a coffee way where it rushes your system. It's a slow build really? energy. You don't think I rush people's systems with like no, with a lot of, cha- I'm not a chaotic a, force of. You're not a chaotic force in any capacity other than when you run into the dorm and tackle me. That doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen that often. You're it. I'm thinking more like you in the morning when you're like a bear at first, and anybody who talks to you truly does not fear death, and then you just kind of slowly build into your lively, energetic self. Hmm. Hmm. 
And and it doesn't wear off easily. Like it, it like it doesn't you don't crash from it because it's not really a caffeine energy. And so like it builds and then it just kind of diffuses into chaos. No, into just you're now awake and feel blessed. No, but when when that I don't crash, but like I'm I'm thinking of me at the end of the mm. day. Oh yeah. When my energy fades and then it's just a little Your bit chaotic. Your energy doesn't fade. It's just it somehow, kind of takes a different form. Yeah. It morphs into some evil beast. Evil beast that removes mm-hmm. all filter from my system. Yeah. In which I just say the first thing that comes to my brain, which is usually something very snarky and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Hence why I was gonna go with the flat white. Mm. But you've now completely changed changed that view. I also thought chocolate milk for a second, because you just boost serotonin levels. Oh. Okay, well that was really nice. I wasn't expecting that. Um so with that, that wasn't totally random. No. We're talking about personality tests and spiritual gifts tests and a bit of zodiac we're also mainly we're gonna try and mainly stick to this it might be another episode we'll yeah. find out about the enneagram and so four different kind of like mm-hmm. guess ways of knowing yourself is how yeah. i will sum up all of those things mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about whether or not you should use them and i mean bear in mind mm-hmm. these are just our opinions feel free to disagree a lot of this there is a lot of room within some of these things some for these disagreement, things. Yeah. especially within the personality tests and spiritual gifts tests. Yeah. I know that there's lots of people in my close friend circle who disagree with me on these things. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad if you disagree. Part of it is We because... are just going to rant about our opinions, but that's yeah. what we always do, and that's what you have come to expect mm-hmm. here at It's Not an Allegory. And part of it is because Erin just resents the concept of being put in a box. She resents it. So do you. I do, but... We're both artists, okay? Yeah. We're f- free spirits. I, I don't know. This, don't this know. is stupid. So, <laughs> we yeah. just... We don't want people to be able to sum us up. Mm-hmm. And as an art... Like, that is an artist personality mm-hmm. thing. So, keep that in mind. Yeah. So, take everything we say with a <laughs> grain of salt. But you always should. Yeah. Exactly. Go and read your Bibles when we... Ref- are we re- do we find good scriptures for this? You? Um, I have it in my brain. Okay. Um, do I? So, I've yeah. stored up the word in my heart. Yeah, that's how um, I do that. So yeah, we're gonna like. There's a lot of different personality types of tests. I've actually taken several because a I think they're amusing, and b because I am, as many of you know, a bit of a psychology nerd, and these do come into psychology a little bit. So finding out what kind of bagel you are that yeah. that has to do with psychology. Well, okay, those ones are jokes to me. Okay, and I take those I ones spend, a lot. Yeah, I take those ones with my sister oh, a lot. I, I support that. I, I was doing this panel. She was she was trying to yeah. research and 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 study up for this podcast, and I'm going through Pinterest finding BuzzFeed quizzes, mm-hmm. and just this is what my sister will do for me at home, and it's my favorite thing. I think it's hilarious. She'll just start reading questions. She mm-hmm. won't tell me what kind of quiz I'm mm-hmm. taking. Like I'm I don't know what kind of Disney princess I'm about to be. I don't know if it has anything to do with Disney princesses, but she'll just start asking me questions and gets to the end, and then she'll tell me, "You are." this kind of latte and it's like okay i had no idea that that was coming so i was doing that to pam and it was really funny the ones i got yesterday were very on brand they were they were very on brand they were very accurate somehow it's almost like they were just vague enough for you to always it always be applicable to you yeah so anyways yes i've taken several of them um i yeah uh the harry potter one is the one that everybody seems to take even if they don't like harry potter they end up taking it um a form of personality test, so I totally included it. I'm a Ravenclaw, um, <laughs> and As like, am I. Wait, and your second one would be Slytherin, right? Yeah, you're Ravenclaw Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Ravenclaw first, but what am I next, Pam? Hufflepuff. Yeah. 
yeah, so there's I have listed here Myers Briggs, an animal test. That one's a pretty common one I've done with my church. And Apparently, I'm an otter. Yeah, Aaron's an otter. I'm a golden retriever. Um, the spiritual gift test, Enneagram, uh, BuzzFeed, Zodiac, or we could even go with the Chinese New Year. I listed all the ones that I am. So take take this what you will. Okay. INFJ, Golden Retriever, Ravenclaw, Creative Teacher, Six Wing Five, Frosted Brown Sugar, Cinnamon Pop-Tart, a Libra who belongs in the 1980s and is born in the Year of the Dragon. And your superpower would be invisibility. And my superpower would we be discovered invis- that last yeah. night. If she was an Avenger, she... Or no, if she was an Avenger, you would first off be very helpful in defeating Thanos. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. I and would be. I would be in the girl power sequence next to Captain Marvel. And Scarlet Witch. Ah, uh, that feminist propaganda. Of course you would be. Yeah, I would you be. You would sign up. You'd be the first one yes, to sign up Yes, I that. would. Yep. You do belong in the 1980s. Uh, that was a random BuzzFeed quiz, so that's really funny mm-hmm. you included that. I did. Uh, Same with Pop-Tart. So, in an effort to be positive and not just be a bunch of cynics. Cynics? I said that right? Mm-hmm. Right? I always get cynical and cyclical mixed up. And cynics. Cynics. In an effort to not be cynical... What is good about personality tests? Okay, so I actually find them really helpful when I'm doing youth ministry. Um, I would kind of just in the back of my mind, I won't say what I think people are, but I will sit there and observe and be like, okay, like even just like the first letter of the Myers-Briggs, like the introvert or extrovert. I look and I observe and I kind of try and figure out which box this kid would fit into and just... That's what, that's how I'm going to interact with them. I'm not going to, if they're an extrovert, I'll go and be super friendly and I'll bring other people around and I'll try and pull them out, like pull them out of their shell and Mm. just bring people around them. If they're introverted, I won't bring a bunch of people to them. I'll sit there in the corner quietly and talk. That's just, it helps me to just reach or even like thinker versus feeler. I used those when I was teaching. I would kind of like appeal to both. This is why something is important logically. This is why something's important emotionally. I use that pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. The animal one was one I've taken whenever I do children's ministry courses or youth courses because it helps you figure out kind of what your strengths are in regards to the youth ministry team because we need people if we have a bunch of people with the same personality it's not going to go well and i don't believe everybody has the same personality i don't know if there are people with the same personality other than maybe me and my friend matt i've been told we have the same personality you do not but fantastic you're you're similar and yeah so like just having these tests it doesn't exist to have the same personality it doesn't hence Hence why Aaron hates boxes. But yeah, it's just really helpful to just do them just at the beginning of a ministry thing. And then you can say, okay, this is where I am good at. And you can say this without a personality test. This makes it just easy for people to understand, especially abstract thinkers. I think abstract thinkers, oddly enough, are the people who like this the most because it puts it in different Because it's broad. Yeah. Because it's very broad and vague. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think I'm not a very abstract thinker on the whole Mm -hmm. because... I don't like when things are broad and vague. Yeah. I like specific. Mm-hmm. I like very specific. And so mm-hmm. that's why I always find personality tests falling apart because they don't, it doesn't reach into the details. It doesn't. Because details are something personable. Mm-hmm. You can't figure out details about a person unless you sit down and, and chat with them. Mm-hmm. And I think your techniques that you're using, like, yeah, you're calling it introvert, extrovert, and, and there's these titles mm-hmm. to it of like, or think or feeler when mm-hmm. you're in youth minute. And that is valuable. And, but like, 
people have been doing that for ages before mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs was ever yeah. invented. Exactly. Right? Like, that that came about in, what I looked it up, oh, it came about in the 60s. Mm-hmm. That was when Myers-Briggs was established. Yeah. But f- forever, anyone with an ounce of common sense would just be like, oh, that person seems to like their space and like mm-hmm. being kind of alone. So I'll give them some space. Maybe I won't overwhelm them with people. Yeah. That's just logic. And we didn't need a title for it. We didn't need a title. No, we it. didn't need it. Yes, people found it useful. The broad mm-hmm. thinkers who can generalize and, and be fine with that. I hate generalizing people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing them a disservice because each person is... In, is I'm not individualistic in, in a new age sense, but each person is an individual with individual thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. And honestly, okay, and maybe I have a personal vendetta against Myers-Briggs because all my life I was labeled as an extrovert. And people just assumed I was an extrovert because it was kind of loud. And I, I, I like talking to people. I do like people mm-hmm. as much as I pretend I don't. I like people. I do. You do like people a lot. I, I love people. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe like people is the wrong word. I do love people and I love to love people. But I love my space and I love my alone time. That's why I paint. That's why I retreat to my room as a birthday gift to myself is to hide away and that always surprises people who don't know me very well because they're like, I just assumed you always like being around people. It's like, actually, people are exhausting. I just really love them. So I put mm-hmm. up with the exhaustion until I'm like, okay, I have to, I have mm-hmm. to be alone for a while. So anyone who's into Myers-Briggs would be like, oh, you're actually an introvert. Yes, I would actually be an introvert, but I just don't... It doesn't encompass everything. It doesn't encompass everything. Also, if I'm looking out for others first, sometimes I put that aside. And I find often people use introvert, extrovert as an excuse to just do their own thing yeah. and to just be selfish. Yeah. It becomes so easy where it's like, oh, I'm going to rudely leave this place and say I need to be alone. Even mm-hmm. when someone, maybe if their friend was, was upset mm-hmm. and, and hurting and they're like, okay, this is just too many people for me though. So yeah. I'm just going to go be by myself. It's like, that's yeah. so selfish. Yeah. Get over yourself. Help your friend first. Exactly. So that's, that's. I think... A taste of my vendetta against Myers-Briggs, specifically. And I don't know, like, I think more regarding, like, I'm thinking of certain ones like the Spiritual Gift Test, um, the Enneagram, the Zodiac. Those are ones where people, I feel, and Myers-Briggs, people use them as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Every every time. Yeah, and they put too much weight in it. Like, I remember, like, I did the horoscope and I did all that stuff as... Um, uh, before I was a believer um, and like I don't know this is like actually a conversation I'm pretty excited about because I do have a lot of ties to it I've taken like I've taken all of these tests yeah. um, and I think that yeah I've seen so many people use oh I'm a Scorpio as a reason to not care about people and be a jerk to people Yeah. or say oh I don't have the gift of serving, so I can't stack chairs, sorry, that's not in my area of expertise. Um, or, oh man, I just, I feel like, yeah, or even like some of the Enneagram ones, like, oh yeah, I got this one, so I'm actually supposed to be leading. I think that's one. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That one, I've seen that happen many times, and it's like, oh boy, Or even a good leader is able to be led. Yeah, and so, like, I just, these are such meaningless things. Like, literally stars in the sky or a number on a graph. 
And people just assume that it dictates their entire personality and they base off of that. And right. I'm just like, after I wrote, all, like, I wrote down all those characteristics of me. And then at the bottom, I said, but more importantly and more accurately, I'm a child of Christ who is becoming more like him every day through the Holy mm. Spirit, shaping my passions, interests, and desires. Mm. I am an introvert. I wholeheartedly am an introvert. There's no exception for that, really. Like, mm. at least, like, you can fluctuate. People know right away that I'm an introvert. Yeah. Um, except Christ working in my life is able to make it so that it's not necessarily obvious I'm an introvert. Right. Because loving people is what we're called to do because Jesus pushes us out of our comfort zones all the time and and they're all it's always great like when the Holy Spirit leads you somewhere and you're like like going into new ministry yeah like it's scary and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like I don't know if this like I don't know if I'm cut out for this Mm -hmm. oh I don't know if I'm extroverted enough for this or if I I don't have the gift of leadership enough for this I'm not enough for this that's the point yeah exactly God doesn't that's where you learn that Christ is enough because Mm -hmm. well what what uh, zodiac would Christ fall under? We read yeah. one article. Apparently, oh, he's a Libra. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crap. But also a Gemini. That's awful. We're not sure. Yeah, we don't know how that works. So, but like Jesus will push you out of your comfort zone to mm-hmm. show you that he's enough. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. If you're an INFJ, mm-hmm. it doesn't. That doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with you. And like even for my, in terms of ministry, yeah. at least. And, like, going back to that Zodiac thing, like, according to the stars, I'm supposed to be either really soft and fluffy or really petty. Those are the only two. Um, uh, oh, sorry, I could make a joke. I, I, I mean, I fall under one of those, but it's We'll let really, you figure you out which one that which is. One. But the former I, or the latter? Christ is actually more important than some way that stars happen to align because he created them to exactly. be beautiful. Created them to glorify him in, and not yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. The stars are created to glorify him and not me. They also don't t- dictate my personality. I am... Christ is working in my heart to make sure mm. that I am not petty. As much as I mm-hmm. really am sometimes. Mm. Like, and I'm not that way because of the stars. I'm that way because, because I'm Jesus. an oldest who gets compared all the time. And therefore oh. I get petty. <laughs> Just wow. saying. There's that logic there. You really, like, you jumped right to, like, the the, the punchline of this. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to keep going because okay. I can. Because um, I have pages of notes. Y'all, this gets me so excited. Can I give a little historical background first? Just to which one? To, like, just Myers-Briggs and, like, okay, the personality. Yes. Like, this movement. Like, yes. I researched the Zodiac because you researched I, the Zodiac, And I know you're very pagan. excited. That's why I'm going to, like, just, mm-hmm. just hold it just for a second. Okay. I was going to give a little historical context in terms of, like, Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. and especially, like... It's kind of a whole movement. It kind of was in the 60s, mostly. Um, Myers Briggs was started by a woman named Catherine Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. Mm -hmm. Um, Two women in the mid-20th century, so around the 50s, they started studying this. Um, Shortly after World War II. Shortly after World War II is when they started into this. And they based all of their work on Carl Jung. Ah! Who is a philosopher that uh, we don't have time to go into all the problems with Carl Jung, but he hated God with a passion. So yeah. that's pretty much any, either you could trust me on that or go research Carl Jung. Go do that afterwards. It's a wild time. It's a wild time. But Carl Jung started into this uh, in just after World War One. So in 1921, he published uh, the psychology of individual individuation. Individuation. So, <clears throat> and then after World War Two, there was this huge shift in culture and mm-hmm. in thought. And there's a lot more individuality movement kind of thing. That's when that 
that kind of started. Um, Catherine Briggs saw how her, her daughter's husband was just viewed the world so differently. She was very fascinated by mm-hmm. it. So she wanted to see, she wanted to understand how mm-hmm. people saw the world in general. And then she spent 20 years and in 1962, they established the the test, the MTBI test, mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. Yeah. So that's a little historical context. So that was really in the 60s. Enneagram is also published in the 60s. It was in the it, 60s. It was in the 60s. We keep, we've been told. We've been told that it was this ancient, this ancient test. Mm-hmm. But I went and did some research, and it turns out it was this guy with a first name I cannot pronounce, but his last name is Ichizo. Ichizo. Mm-hmm. I also can't really pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Um, did he develop it at Esalon? He did not. He was a Bolivian. Oh, he was a Bolivian psycho-spiritual teacher mm-hmm. uh, from the 1950s. And his friend, a Chilean psychiatrist, Claudio Naranio. Anyways, um, they had taken from some earlier teachings of George Gurdjieff. Why does everyone in this have names I can't pronounce? Um, so yeah, you should keep trying to pronounce it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You should. Oh, Ikizo, his first name's Oscar. Never mind, I can pronounce Oscar. Oscar Ikizo. <laughs> I misread which one was going with which name. My bad, I take very bad notes. Um, they started out in the 60s, and it was based off of some other thoughts from earlier, like, different teachings, mm-hmm. but they took from a lot, like, they took from mystical teachings of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, and Taoism. Mm-hmm. They just kind of stole from a bunch of yeah. different religions and then spewed out whatever the Enneagram is. I'm sorry if you love the Enneagram. We're about to really bash it because it's very new age and not based in truth. Yeah. And I don't think any Christians should ever mm-hmm. play around with the Enneagram. It is just yeah. a dangerous uh, foray into oneism and into mm-hmm. the new age world. Which is interesting because we were just talking about two um, bands with Christian members and I don't think we need to name them. No. Um, but I can, I, even this morning, I was thinking of a few more where like either they had like one of them used the Enneagram as a like album cover. Another wrote a concept album on the Enneagram. Another one, I read like a giant post explaining how it was so helpful in the formation of their band. It seems so nice. It does. And like, I took it when I, actually, Uh, I took the Enneagram when I was a Christian. Right. Um, I, up until this year, I thought the Enneagram was a very useful tool mm -hmm. because it wasn't a personality test. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it's like, what drives you? That's what, okay, sorry, I guess we didn't explain Enneagram. Uh Enneagram is a number system, uh, one to nine, and and on that number, each number is assigned kind of a motivation Mm -hmm. for everything that you do. It's kind of like what drives you. Mm -hmm. So they they say it's not a personality Mm -hmm. test. It still is. It's kind of a personality test. I'm sorry if you disagree. That's my opinion on that. Uh, And I was like, wow, great. I can know myself without taking a personality test. What a world we live in. And then I listened to an episode on from Cultish. If you want to learn more about the Enneagram in greater detail. Cultish Uh, and Sheologians both have great resources. Oh my word, that was an excellent podcast and I could not stop listening. And I was suddenly like, wait a second. This Mm -hmm. is not Christian and I should not be endorsing this because I was I thought it was a great test and Mm -hmm. it's not it's not and you know who made it seem like a great test to the Christians Richard Rohr Richard Rohr moment of silence as we just kind of drink some coffee to get that name out of our mouths because yeah no and like yeah I listen to that cultish podcast and something that was interesting to me as you guys know I took the secular trends paper or secular trends class um at the beginning of the semester and some 
particular places came up and topics. And after these guys made the Enneagram, it kind of just died out for a little bit. Yep. Nobody really talked about it. Yep. And then it was rediscovered by a guy who commonly went to Esalon and took hallucinogenics and psychedelics. And that's how we got the symbol. Yep. Um, Esalon is a very new agey retreat center where you basically take hallucinogenics and meditate lots. And I think clothing is optional. Clothing is and very optional. You just kind of... And if you want to know who goes to Esalon, it's every single high up in every single company that you know of. Mm-hmm. There's no way, like, Disney, Google, Google Apple. Amazon, Apple. Yeah, absolutely. All of the high ups, any big wig in that Elon is Elon Musk. To... Elon Musk. Oh, Guaranteed. he basically lives at Esalon. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. So these are big so accusations. Know, like that's these are big accusations. No, we like there's so much we can yeah. say. If we if we go down any of these rabbit trails to explain ourselves, mm-hmm. we'll be here yeah. for hours. But so it is like yeah. Please it, just go and research what we're saying because we we have learned about mm-hmm. these things. We're just we're vague. <laughs> we're just vaguely like pop plopping these ideas on a desk, and we're like, you can take that and research it mm-hmm. yourself, basically. <laughs> but the, like the thing is here, it's not only tied mm. to a bunch of different religions and f- filled with spiritualism, it's. Tied with like meditation, mm-hmm. psychedelics, and demon worship, a little like it's not godly in any way. And people like people look at it and they're like, "Yeah, this is a personality tool." It's not. It's so much more than that. And yeah. you know, I was thinking about it, and really, at the end of the day, this comes back to Gnosticism, which is an ancient church heresy, where Same. you have the idea that there is secret knowledge. You can't find out about yourself on your own. Yeah. And that's... Your knowledge. Like, if you come to us, we will mm-hmm. we'll be able to impart... We'll enlighten you. You can't know on your own. Knowledge. Which is tied to the oldest lie in all of mankind. That's just one part of Gnosticism. Which is... Yeah. It's... The tree of knowledge and good and evil. Well, you will know mm. and discern for yourself what is good and evil. And that is the biggest lie that mm-hmm. we have. Ooh, and nice. you'll be like God. And that's what this all comes down to. And we're not condemning anyone no. who's using Enneagram or personality tests. We're just wanting no. you, please just think the and evaluate or- why. Yeah. Why are you taking that's these the tests? That's the origins of it. And I'm not saying that, like, the personality tests in and of themselves are like that. Yeah, I'm, you, you, I'm you would lean more, towards. Like, I personally, whatever. like, the thing I researched the most in this was the Zodiac and the Enneagram and Chinese Lunar, Lunar New Year. Like, these things are things that, like, seem so innocent, but then, like, they basically claim that you can't know yourself on your own. And also, Christians, like, the beef I have with these things, and I've even, I've seen Christians use the Zodiac, um, and all that stuff, and... I used to kind of be into it. Yeah. I thought it was just kind of fun. I didn't really take it seriously at Mm -hmm. all. So I just thought it was kind of an I always way. ended up falling more into the Scorpio category than yeah, that Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Um, but Christians place more value on a personality test than the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Like, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are things that should be defining your personality Those are nine traits. things, not the one to nine on the Enneagram. Yes. Exactly. And they should be defining you. They, that's where you should see your character coming through yes is in those it and it's not be... that one of them you'll okay one of the the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. you might be stronger in that's mm-hmm. true but i firmly believe that the fruits of the spirit are written in a very specific order mm-hmm. because i've noticed that they flow into each other very well because like you start with love right god is love mm-hmm. and like the motivation behind love and like love and justice like all of these encompassing factors of god mm-hmm. so you start there you start with mm-hmm. love and from love 
comes joy. Mm-hmm. And from joy comes peace. Mm-hmm. And from peace comes patience. And from patience. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps going. And and these things all play into each other in a very beautiful way. Yeah. That God has ordained. He's the one who wrote that. It's his word. Why don't we look at that instead of like why do we find it necessary to why do we why do we feel the need to know ourselves? Like all we're gonna find is more depravity. We know that. We're yeah. Christians. We know that if we try and know ourselves, we're just gonna get super depressed about how mm-hmm. wicked we are and how far we are mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite, we'll be super arrogant and be like, Wow, I'm the greatest thing on the planet and there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. No, like there's those are the two options when you get into really into personality mm-hmm. tests and spiritual gifts tests. They're often used yeah, more to excuse the poor behavior rather than grow from it. Exactly. Like they excuse the idea that you can grow and you can change. And also, how do how do any of us accur- accurately answer these tests? Yeah, because they always ask you like, would you ra- like, would you define yourself as this or this? And it's like, nope. uh, none of those. But like, if I had to, or or like, mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I'll choose this one. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I I it's the difference between I want to be like this mm-hmm. or I am like this. Yeah, and you have to sometimes you, you need. In order to answer accurately, mm-hmm. you'd have to be really humble. But who's yeah. keeping you accountable to be humble when exactly. you're on your phone taking a personality test? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, there's, no, there's yeah. no point to that. Um, sorry, continue. Oh, I just think, like, like yeah, these just attach meaning to just arbitrary numbers and physical phenomenons that have no true meaning. Like, mm. the stars, numbers, nope. God did not say the number six means that you're going to be slightly insecure, but also you're going to be really loving and compassionate and empathetic. He didn't think that when he made the number six. It was just six comes after five. Like, these are just arbitrary numbers and we attach meaning to them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, it's such a humanistic worldview. And Mm -hmm. like, the stars are just, they're there. They're lights in the sky that should glorify God. But we're just like, no, these stars have meaning and they impact my life and my mm. decisions. Even though they're billions of light years away, they directly impact my life. Like, it's just such an arbitrary thing that we attach meaning to as if we need more meaning than the scripture. Mm. And like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, why are we looking outside of scripture mm-hmm. for more? Isn't the Bible sufficient? Yeah. Right? And I just think like, yeah, as I was reading um, for the Zodiac, I found two quotes by the guy, who, or the... I don't know if he's still the director of science um, at NASA Space Science Education Consortium, uh, but he said this to Time Magazine in June 2018. He said, we tend to magnify the positives and forget the negatives. It's just how we're designed. And I think that's pretty accurate. We, like, we use these things to amplify the good things about ourselves and be like, yes, I'm a strong leader, or I'm a great listener. I'm a I'm really good at jumping into scenarios and getting things done. Mm. Um, no, you're not. Anything you do is by the power of the spirit mm-hmm. working in your life. Another thing you said was like, the, and you can know what you're yeah. good at. Like, but that doesn't. You don't need a test no. to know that. You like, I and I would say I think part of why the mm-hmm. church has kind of fallen into is because for a while with the modern movement mm-hmm. that kind of invaded the church and just the mm-hmm. culture around us, we didn't really give space for people to to blossom, mm-hmm. to do what they're gifted with, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to, to use the gifts that the Lord has given them, which he has given to mm-hmm. us, and and use them well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and I'm seeing now, like, I'm, I'm really happy with my church because, like, I'm a, I'm a creative person. I know I'm creative. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't need it. I didn't need a test to know that. Just so no. you know, I know I'm a creative person. And my church commissioned me to do artwork for the foyer mm-hmm. because they saw she's creative. She's a good painter. We can support her mm-hmm. and 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 encourage mm-hmm. these our young people to do things. And I saw them do that with all of the young people yeah. in my church. It's like, hey, we've noticed you really love kids and you're really great with them. Do you want to like help us lead the the kids ministry and like giving them offer giving us opportunity? Right, that's what the church should be doing is giving young people opportunity to use what they're good at mm-hmm. and what the Lord has gifted them in. You don't need a test to figure that out. You need yeah. eyes in your head and a brain behind those eyes. To I don't calculate. have that. <laughs> you need you need to just use a little teeny ounce of logic, a little bit. Just, just I don't have one. that either. <laughs> Maybe this is why I like personality tests. I don't think things through, and I don't have a lot of logic. <laughs> you just need to be slightly observant, and you can know fairly well that someone might be good at something. You know, like another quote I found by this guy is. The reason that people like this is we search for interpretations that match what we already hope to be true. Ooh, that is good. I like that a lot. I think that's the big thing. Like, I asked myself, like, why do we have such a draw for this? And I think it's because we are, we're in an age where it's so postmodern and there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as truth, but we want to know the truth about ourselves. We want to know what we point to. And we find a system like the Enneagram, like, the zodiac like that myers briggs that says hey this is who you are and mm. this is why and it allows for uh explanation that doesn't involve god or unless you twist it enough and then yeah it can absolutely involve god like we said we found an article that explained um that there are evidence for all the zodiac signs within scripture and they brought out a bunch of verses that were entirely out of context it was mm. the most humanist thing i've ever oh, read in my me life so much i aaron didn't even read the article i read, I read the, the title yeah. and i nearly threw up so i was like nope we're not doing oh, man. that i read the article no your boyfriend read most of it to me though he, he yeah. gave me the paraphrase oh man i it was hated pretty it so brutal. much jesus is a, a libra the reason he huh. got the gold frankincense and myrrh was because those are tied to gemini which is when the wise man likely came to visit um, the lion he might be a, Jude... a Gemini, though. They're, they're not saying he's a Gemini because the wise men visited two years later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It Anyways, nothing sense. about that was accurate yeah. at all. It was the most load of crap. That I mean, I've the closest seen. they had to any validity is talking about how the Magi were, they were astrologers. Yeah. That's the only instance of astrology used in scripture, but it was descriptive and not prescriptive. Also, they weren't claiming to be prescriptive. How... It's actually common knowledge that, or commonly accepted that they were not worshipping Jesus as God. They were incorporating it into their very pagan worldview of... That's one theory. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, it's yeah. one theory, but, like, they were... Because we don't know anything yeah. about them. But they like, were, like, astrologers and wise men who from the east. saw stars and then were like, hey, this means something. I've heard one theory that, like, since they were from the east, they might have been uh, Jews that were carried off to Babylon in exile oh, and okay. didn't return. That's just one theory. Yeah. There's not a ton of... Like, there's not... I don't know anything about it. So, yeah. like, we can't say anything for sure. Likely, like and I'm like, said, hey, that's an interesting one because they would know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this idea of a Messiah, a king, yeah. that was going to be born from Jewish yeah. texts, it's like, okay, they would know that. Yeah. If they were, they mm-hmm. were exiles, doesn't mean that they were following God, right? Like, yeah, I don't think. Exactly. That, yeah. But, yeah, I think. Anyways, that's just one. That's a very, that's a rabbit trail. I think just, like, the thing that I 
I guess we should probably wrap this up pretty soon. Fairly soon. But the Attempt thing to. that I just kind of came to realize as I was listening, or as I was researching, was that um, in Christ we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has, has come. come. Mm. It doesn't matter what your Zodiac is, what your Enneagram number is, what your Myers-Briggs is, because God is going to completely remodel you to be more like him. We are being sanctified, which means we're being transformed to be more like Christ. Um, and really, it's spirit. to be more like ourselves. Yeah. Like, what well, I, I, I'm going to steer away from the phrase true self because that's been taken and twisted mm-hmm. by the New Age movement. But, like, the closer we get to Jesus, the closer we are to understanding who we were really Meant to be. made to be. Like, yeah. in the image of God, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? Yeah. The the more I lean towards my, my flesh and, like, my worldly... My, my, I, I don't even know what I am mm-hmm. on, on the Myers-Briggs. The more, the more I would lean towards my worldly personality, mm-hmm. how am I going to discover, how am I going to find out mm-hmm. who I am in the image of God, what my identity is in Christ? Mm-hmm. That's who my identity is in. It is not yeah. whether I'm introvert or extrovert. That has nothing to do with who I actually mm-hmm. am in the image of Jesus, because yeah. he's the one who is sanctifying me and making mm-hmm. me new. And he, he might he might push me out of my comfort zone yeah. and it'll be so much better than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Something I've been learning a lot this semester, Jesus's plans are always better. Mm-hmm. And when we make our plans based off of what man has said mm-hmm. and what man has determined or of some fear of man, mm-hmm. we will be steering away from that. We mm-hmm. won't be growing in mm-hmm. in the, our knowledge of Christ. Um, I think, I just want to talk about spiritual gifts tests really quick because yeah. we didn't really talk yeah. about those because that's one that's like, probably the most controversial of these ones. We've kind of said, like, okay, why have we even done these pagan ones? Steer away from the pagan ones. But this one is spiritual gifts from Scripture. Theoretically. Theoretically. I don't think that uh, making progies is a spiritual gift. So there is much debate about that. (laughs) It might be be Aaron's spiritual gift. She makes really good progies. I do make really good progies. We joke that it might be her spiritual gift, mostly because she hates it. (laughs) Um... Paul was not saying that you should take a test to determine which your spiritual gift is. Uh, I will say one, here's a couple practical things of why you maybe shouldn't take a spiritual gifts test. First off, no one ever takes these when they're 25 or older, it seems. It's mm-hmm. always like young people in youth leadership. Mm-hmm. From my experience, at least, I am still under 25, so maybe mm-hmm. that's just my circles. But your brain's not fully developed till you're about 25. Mm-hmm. So why would you take any of these tests before that? Because mm-hmm. your brain is still subject to change. Um, and to develop more. So there's one practical thing. Uh, second thing, uh, especially with my church bra- background, where it would be like leaky dispensationalist, um, not a huge emphasis on the spiritual gifts. Yeah, Prophecy, tongues, and healing are very controversial in my circle of church. Me too. And I'm not going to give my opinions on them at the moment, but on the spiritual gifts test, prophecy, healing, and tongues are all on it. And so what if someone scores prophecy? I did. Which you is did. funny because I'm a Baptist. What? Are you supposed to do with that? You have no clue. It's not been defined for you. You have not been given a role. Mm-hmm. You have not been given opportunity, especially in a Baptist church, mm-hmm. for prophecy. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Okay, it's like, okay, this is my spiritual gift, but this church doesn't encourage that. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go off to this crazy this crazy church that is encouraging mm-hmm. prophecy in tongues left, right, and center because that's my spiritual mm-hmm. gift. And you might fall into some really dangerous theology. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. Does that mean discernment? What does that mean? I don't even know, like, I might have had some experiences with prophecy that I think are, are perfectly valid from scripture, mm-hmm. based on scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, but we're not given these definitions of what these spiritual gifts mm-hmm. are. 
which I don't think you necessarily need to, but if you're going to give a test, you need to define what each of those tests yeah. involves. You need to teach people how to use them well. Mm -hmm. But if you just give them a spiritual gifts test and then just leave them there, yeah, it what are they supposed to do with that? It doesn't help them at all. I would say it hurts more often than it helps. Yeah, and like, I don't know, my dad's a pastor, and a common thing that he runs into is people saying, oh, I can't do this ministry because it's not my spiritual gifts. And my that's my dad's biggest frustration because oh, guess my what? Peeve. God doesn't call the people who is, are equipped. He equips the people who he calls. Ooh, Look at that Moses. Cheesy, that cheesy. Yeah, I know, Moses. right? Love it. <laughs> Look at Moses. Like, the man couldn't talk. But God provided. He took Moses and had him lead an entire nation. He was terrified and ran and hid in the desert for 40 years? Was it 40 years? 40 years. Yeah, he hid in the desert for 40 years because he didn't want to do this. And <laughs> Do you think that when Paul was, well, Saul, I guess, mm -hmm. was studying under Gamaliel, that if he took a spiritual gifts test, would he have got the gift of evangelism in the name of Jesus Christ? Probably not. Absolutely he not. He wouldn't have gotten the gift of preaching. He put people to sleep. Yeah, he did. Um, but God used these people anyway. So both of you do. Oh, that poor kid that fell yeah. through the window. Yeah, rip that guy. Um, <laughs> but the poor, like, imagine being able to take this test and think, yeah, um, so I know God can work in people, but he can't really change me. Yeah. I can't be changed. I am what I am. And then another danger of, like, you, what you want to be. Because, mm -hmm. like, there's the really glamorous test. Like, no one want. Like, does anyone really want the gift of service? No. Because what does that mean? That means you're going to be working behind the scenes a lot, which I guess some people want yeah. that. But very few people actually, like, a lot of people who are gifted in service, mm -hmm. who should serve more. Mm -hmm. Actually, we should always be serving. I would say we should always be yeah. doing all the spiritual gifts. I think that, that... You'll definitely have one that you lean towards, but, like, there's not a, you should do just one of these or two mm -hmm. of these, and you'll those are just your thing. It's like you kind of, you should be practicing all of them. The thing about spiritual gifts is, fun fact, it comes from the Holy Spirit oh, who is inside of you. Go figure! So you, it's almost like it has nothing to do with you. It, it doesn't have anything to are do with Are we so you. arrogant to think that we just produce these things on our own? Yeah, we are. That is the fun fact about humanity. We and, are arrogant. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like the motivation of self. And, like, just this self, me, 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 myself, and I, this is the most important thing. This is how my my ministry is directly correlated to mm -hmm. how well I perform mm -hmm. and who I am and what I do. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. And I need to love myself first in order to love others. That yeah, I've heard no. a lot. It's, okay, humanity, listen up. You do not need any help to love yourself. You're pretty good at it. You're really good at it without any help from anyone or anything that is your first thing is you will love yourself that's the problem that's why we're told to love others first and when the church body i've ranted about this a lot lately when the church body is functioning well and when we're loving each other you don't need to worry about yourself because if i'm pouring out all my heart to love you and love you first and serve you pam i'm i'm not even worried about myself and you're doing the same thing you're worrying about me, and you're worrying. Worrying is not the right word. No, but, like, you're caring no, about me. Yeah, well, yeah. Jesus tells us not to worry. Uh, but, like, you're pouring out your heart and serving serving me mm -hmm. just in a two-person. Mm -hmm. That's a two-way street. Your needs are looked after. My needs are looked after. Mm -hmm. Neither of us have to worry about ourselves. We don't have yep. to think about ourselves. And in the church body, it's just this beautiful, like, whole bunch of circles of us caring for each other so that everyone gets taken care of. So that none of us have to think mm -hmm. about ourselves mm -hmm. because... We're not supposed to be motivated by ourselves. We're supposed to put others before our our own needs. Mm -hmm. Put others first. Jesus told us to do that all the time. Yeah. 
Why aren't we doing that? These stupid personality tests are encouraging us to think about ourselves first. I would, so I would, they're Aaron not the blames, whole uh, the I blame Myers-Briggs for all the problems in the church. Yes, no, um, I don't. The personality <laughs> tests are actually the root of all evil. Yep. It's not pride. Just so you know. Or money. It's not you money. You heard it it's, here first. It's actually personality tests. Uh, all right. Well. Find your identity in Christ. Yeah. That is, actually, we should probably have scripture to go with that, because, like, man, we've ranted a lot, we've said a lot of things, just kind of blanket statements. I'm sorry, that, that, was, was, that was a lot of blanket statements without a lot of context, Please go and research the things that we're talking about. We have done research. Yeah. We have taken classes. We, we kind of know what we're talking about a little bit. Just a little bit. But go and research. And then if we're wrong, please debate with us. We love it. We love yes, debating. We love it. We love That's why debating. we have this podcast. It's actually just so we can debate for three hours before we record this oh, podcast. Oh, it's glorious. Um, yeah. So just as Aaron is researching, um, in conclusion... You are a child of God. That is where your identity is. I hope that you are encouraged by that. If that's not where your identity is, I encourage you to look up the gospel, to think about what it means. Um, I don't know if we really explained it well, but, like, we are a new creation. Christ mm-hmm. died for us in that way. And so, like, yeah, I just encourage you to just talk to someone about the gospel and what it means to you. And I pray that, like, just as you go through this, you would realize how um, your identity is in Christ. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of where yeah. we'll... And, like, not to say that your desires or your Mm -hmm. wants are meaningless. Yeah. But let them be shaped by Christ Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And then they will be fruitful, fruitful tools of the gospel. However, if you take the Pop-Tart test, please let me know what you get. Yeah, we would love to to bond over, like, (laughs) Pop-Tart BuzzFeed test with you. I found the scripture I was looking for. I did have to, I I knew it was in Colossians Mm -hmm. somewhere, but I couldn't remember. Colossians uh, 3, I'll just read uh, from verse 9, and there's a few other verses I want. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self mm-hmm. with its practices and have put on the new self, which mm-hmm. is being renewed in the knowledge mm-hmm. after the image of its creator. Mm-hmm. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint mm-hmm. against another, forgiving each other. Mm-hmm. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all of these, put on love, mm-hmm. which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm-hmm. I think that just about sums it up. Yeah. And to totally change the vibe, Pam, if you were a type of latte art, what type of latte art would you be? Panda. Erin made me a panda one time. I did make her a panda. My eyeliner regularly panda. represents a panda. And you love pandas. Either that a or a lotus. I feel like a lotus would be a acceptable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And with that, be blessed in the most chaotic way possible. And enjoy your coffee.